This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Saturday! Early morning, Portland. I hope all of you beautiful fan listeners out there are having a wonderful start to your day. But let me start with the most important person. It is early, Will Darkens. What's happening? Oh, it's early, Luke. It is early. Let me tell you something. I got into the car today. I couldn't even see the sun driving in. It is just a perfect morning, Luke. It is 5.03 a.m. right now. The hell are we doing here? Oh, I have no clue. Ah, we're we're waking up. We're waking up with, with all you fans that are getting ready to go down to Otzen. You're you're digging through the drawers right now, for, trying to find your duck underoos, the pair of uh, duck socks that haven't busted out since uh, last football season. People have not been to Otzen Stadium in more than a year. No, so they have to get out every single piece of ducks apparel. Where's that lucky pair? of duck shorts that I wore when Kenny Wheaton got that interception and returned against Washington and donned the new era of the ducks. Honey, I can't go to the game without it. Where is it? Ready to go. Is that how it plays out in your head? Oh yeah. I always think, I always (laughs) think there's a moment. I always think there's a moment when somebody like you ever go, you ever go to an event and see the guy like either the, I'm going to use air quotes here. Yeah. Best dress guy uh, or the worst dress guy. Mm-hmm. I always look at them and picture them. They had a hard time finding the last piece that really makes the outfit. I always picture it's like the guy shows up and he's wearing, you know, like uh, his, his hot pink shorts with like a, a chartreuse uh, dry fit shirt over it. And just looks terrible. But he was trying to put that outfit together. He had a little trouble. He was like, honey, honey, wear those shorts that make my shirt look even stupider. Where did I, where did I put those? I need to wear, I'm going out in public. I need to look awful. I am very glad you were mentioning this because this happened to me at a wedding recently. 
Oh, I, yeah, you got married? Well, no, oh. I went to watch two people get married. Oh. Beautiful ceremony, by the way. What an event. Have you ever have you ever performed uh the 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 officiant the officiant services at a wedding? Oh god. The last two weddings that I've I would not to, trust me with that. I I'm just curious. You're a big time radio personality. I don't know. That's right. Big time mid level local. That's right. Lo, uh, local Portland metro area celebrity. Did I, I? I I need to know where this comes from. Sorry to interrupt your wedding story. We'll get right back to it. That's okay. I'll allow it. I was uh, talking with my father uh, yesterday evening, mm. and the old man, the old man, tells me that uh, that the sinner and the saint apparently is only on the air so that we can uh, teach non-English speaking uh, Russians how to uh, how to use English properly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know that. Look, here's I, I, our... I'm aware of that. I just didn't know that that was public knowledge. No, that and that might have been my fault. <laughs> I might have told everyone that at a certain point on air. Fair enough. Now, you know, as well as I do, we got the latest Nielsen report. Yes. And I actually got it here in my hand. I see right that. Here. Yep, here's the paper. paper. I can see I'm it. running over the numbers. Yep. The numbers are telling me we have two core demographic groups. The first, as you mentioned... It's Russian bots who are attempting to learn better English in order to fool people <laughs> the, the with bots. telemarketer scams. <laughs> yes, that your car insurance is up or whatever. How do we make this sound yes. more American? We want to end robot and typing for Americans. Need to use their slang. Yes. And we learn from this show. What is this squeezer? <laughs> and how do we hack it? <laughs> Other group. Yeah. That is people and that you're not going to get these people yet because no one is going out yet for groceries. They forgot this week. Not yet. That is the other core demographic. People who forgot about the groceries they should have gotten and go, crap, I got to go out on Saturday morning yeah. and get this stuff. Halfway through a bunt cake and realize they have no eggs. Got all the dry ingredients in there. Just need to crack an egg in here and get it mixed. <laughs> right. No eggs. <laughs> I used the last one on an omelet. What? Damn it. What about my bunt cake? <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll turn on these wackadoodles. Well, they turn it on totally by like last night. I was listening uh, to the end of uh, uh, a college football game yes. that was being played, and now I got to listen to these morons. But it's only a three minute drive, so just leave it on. Whatever. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it's fine if I listen to uh, Luke Anderson talk about uh, Paul Hogan. <laughs> One of our finer shows, by the way, the, the two hours of Paul Hogan praising where you, what was the Paul Hogan movie where he was a bank robber? It is, uh, Ooh, what is it? I can't remember. Well, can't, anyway, there's yeah. some movie where I'll, Paul Hogan stars I'll, as a bank robber. I'll pull it up. And he dresses as Willie Nelson. Yeah. Love we that. spent at least 30 minutes of one show running down a list of movies from the 1990s that... I said, no way you think this movie is better than X movie. Yeah. And sure enough, the only thing that stopped you was Forrest Gump. That I was, was gonna, it. I was going to say Angel Among Us, but it's uh, almost an angel. Almost an angel. Almost an angel starring Paul Hogan, Why? 1990s best film. I gave you everything. I gave you Raging Bull. <laughs> you know what? No. I gave you Goodfellas. Nope. Get out of here. 1990, Paul Hogan. I gave you a shine. I, yeah, I gave hey. you every great 90s movie, and you go, you know what? We've been through this. No. Yeah. We've been through this best movie uh, of 1990, not of the whole entire 90s. Right. Because uh, I think Crocodile Dundee 2 was after that. But That's fair. Anyways, we digress. You went to a wedding. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> so I went to a wedding recently. Sure. And I saw a guy who's fitting the description that you were describing earlier, which is uh, you made a very conscious dress choice, and it's probably you probably only got one opinion, which was your partner mm -hmm. or somebody who you're going to the wedding with that's your friend who was being nice and was like, yeah, you look fine. Don't worry. Huh? Whatever. Glenn, what do you think? Huh? Uh, How do I look? Glenn, uh, you like this? Yeah? All right. It what? was a guy who's a little bit overweight. And he was wearing these uh, red pants okay. with this button-up white shirt with a tuxedo coat Ooh. and a red tie that was Hawaiian style. Okay. Whatever the hell that is. You know, with yeah, the flowers and crap. Yeah. Flowers and, and crap. Two, three, nay, three buttons unbuttoned at the top with the tie kind of I'm stressed out lawyer style. You know what I mean? Really? And I looked at him and I wanted to come up to him and just go like, where do you get the bravery yeah. to go out into public, especially a wedding yep. looking like that? And it's not your wedding. No, it's not. No, no. Why no. did he do that? Stole Why did show. he dress in red to a wedding where really yeah. the only thing as a man you're supposed to do is either dress in navy or black? Yeah. You can get away with charcoal. Sure, some charcoal. Yeah. You're pushing the limits. Oh, I don't know if you are. I think that was the Obama rule. He wore navy or charcoal. You know, That's right. Wore, you don't wear black because mm. black is uh, formal. And and the reason the reason I go charcoal over black at a wedding, black feels uh, a little funerally. Yeah, it yeah. does feel a little so, someone's daddy. Yeah. So yeah. if you go if you go navy or charcoal, you're pretty much safe in all occasions. And uh, Obama wore one time, he wore like a tan jacket. Oh, yeah. Everybody lost their mind. Yes. Yeah. Yes, but, everyone went insane, and then everyone forgot that Ronald Reagan wore tan suits yeah, yeah. regularly. Well, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But don't need to get into politics. <laughs> don't need to get into politics. I mean, we're in the perfect time slot. We could just do intense conservative talk radio. For we could two. <laughs> see if anybody notices. Like, oh, wait, am I on 1080? What is going on? <laughs> I mean, just break down like the wardrobe of every president back to. Do you remember when Woodrow Wilson wore that tweed jacket? Oh, boy. Yeah. Teddy uh, Roosevelt, by the way, best dressed president. Oh, yeah, the Rough Rider, man. He, he was great. Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, as sitting president, had to save college football. That's my favorite story, but that gets us too far in sports. Well, too many what people about the died. Spanish, yeah, I was about to say, what about the Spanish in Spanish Inquisition? Yeah, well, we can get into it, but my my favorite Him going to South America. Well, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, he yes, he he also conquered the West. He rode a grizzly bear through the wilderness and <laughs> the whole thing. Um, Five a.m. start to this show. Uh, you had to check on me. You didn't think I was going to make it in. Um. Well. This one, I did one segment from the Markham Bridge one time. On oh New yeah, Year's, that New one. Year's yeah, Day. yeah. Well, just because we usually do this, it is maybe early. once a year. Maybe once a year we do this 5 a.m. show. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was the uh, uh, New Year's Day show. New Year's, New Year's Day was. I think that was 7 a.m. But yeah, I missed. Yeah, missed it. Missed my wake up. Well, missed my yeah. wake up calling. And then when I texted you, you were like, "Oh yeah, I should be okay. I'm only having half of the regular bottle of tequila I drink every night." <laughs> oh no, it was not the regular bottle. There has been a 
boom in tequila consumption uh, at the Anderson household. Oh. Uh, my my wife and my two sister-in-laws are tequila crazy. They are we went to Mexico. Interesting. In July, and my wife uh, she did this when we went to Puerto Vallarta years ago. She goes, we we went to an all-inclusive resort. Mm. And a friend of ours was getting married. Another wedding thing, right? Is everybody dressed in white, the staff? Uh, no, not that I recall. Okay. But you had three options for your uh, free beverages as you go around the resort. They have the pre-mixed margaritas. They got the big you know, margarita tanks that are always oh, making yeah. the, the swirly. The big turner. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. smoothie king. Yeah. And then you can get, like, two beers, Corona or Negro Modelo, mm. which... I'll drink a Negro Modelo anytime. And then I discovered the iceberg, which is the beer with the frozen margarita floating in it. Is so, that one the one the river where they where they have the two drinks on the ice luge? No, <laughs> no, no. That's not a thing. No, you don't well. It's a, I think that it's a thing, but you don't pour a frozen margarita on ice. It would just like oh. stick to it. Oh, sorry. I'm just telling you. Yeah, no, you just pour two like grain alcohols or, or uh, pure alcohol, right? And then they what they do is they carve their way. Wow. Water is added to it; it dilutes it a little bit instead of shaking it. Anyways, the iceberg is where you fill like half a beer in a pint glass, and then you top it off with a margarita, so your beer stays nice and cold Ooh. as your uh, tequila ice concoction melts into it. It's, it's lovely. Okay. Uh, the third option is just get a shot of tequila. And so my wife, not a big beer drinker. The margarita is very okay. She's like, I'm just going to, every time I go up, I'm going to get a bottle of water and a shot of tequila. Oh. And so she started doing that. So I we went to Mexico in July. She's like, I'm just drinking tequila again. And then my sister-in-law uh, discovered that there is a bottle of tequila that bears her mother's name on it. Uh, so she started drinking that brand of tequila. Uh, so last night we had a little birthday celebration and, uh, and we uh, we rocked out uh, with some tequila as the pre party. So yeah, we were. That's uh, lovely. Yeah, we were doing we're doing just fine. But yeah, my other sister in law too. So all th- all three of the ladies they're just knocking back tequila constantly now. So I have to prepare for it. I have to buckle up. But I knew I'd be okay. You know how much sleep I got this time last Saturday? Uh, hood to coast, probably an hour. Yeah, an hour and seven. Minutes. An hour and seven. Yeah, an hour and seven minutes under a tree. That's right. In the middle of nowhere. So I thought that I would be fine. Did you hood write in your journal? Is, hood to coast is insane. No, I checked my Fitbit. I did this thing where we we ended up. If you've never done Hood to Coast, it is a sight to behold. Because at five in the morning, we were getting ready for uh, our big van exchange. Mm. So you do the real. We're in van two. Van one's coming in. We're doing the big the big turnover. Screw van one. Five a.m. I wake up, uh, get out of my sleeping bag after my one hour of sleep in in thirty hours or whatever it was, and I look around. And I just go, I I must be insane to be here right now. And then you look around, and there are hundreds, nay thousands. Of equally as insane people just standing there running across Oregon. It is a very stupid thing to do. It makes you question your sanity, but it's an absolute blast. So if you ever get the invite to do it, you don't have to be a runner. You don't have to. We did not win. The Team Odyssey did not win the race, but we finished it, and it's a blast. And I know you're not a runner, Will, but I'm telling you, once in your life, you should probably just get out there, run a few 10-minute miles, walk for a bit if you need to. Uh, but doing Hood to Coast is, uh, it's a trip. Yeah, I, I believe you. 
Yeah. Uh, I cannot run any longer. Yeah. You told me. Like it won't happen anymore. Yeah. Just get some artificial knees out there. Get like, get like the big uh, lineman braces and just uh, turn them on run and just let them run for you. Yeah, I could do the Oscar, Oscar Pistorius route. Oh, there you go. Just chop go Blade him off Runner. And go Blade Runner. That's not a bad idea. Whatever. You'd be the coolest. You'd be the coolest guy out there. Where uh, one of our uh, our sales guys here, Dave Kingsella, mm. ran, ran in his kilt. Go kilt Blade Runner style. Why do you do that? Got a kilt. Wait, kilt Blade Runner? You no. That's what I'm saying. You should do uh, when you go Blade Runner. Oh, also, Blade Runner. Oh, sorry, yeah. I thought you went because uh, you said kilt. And then Blade Runner, and I thought, wait, were there kilts in Blade Runner? No. <laughs> no. I'm saying I seriously thought that. One of our guys was wearing a kilt. You mentioned you're going Blade Runner. It's 5 a.m. This show is going to be silly. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> I don't remember the kilts. I know. Where was that? <laughs> was that like a director's cut? Or? What's going on here, huh? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> All right. We have Oregon, Fresno State, Autzen Stadium will be rocking today. Uh, I do not have the uh, the assumption uh, that it's going to be sold out, but it's going to be packed. There's going to be a lot of people screaming for their ducks. It's going to be the first look at the 2021 version of your Oregon Ducks. We've already seen Fresno State. Mm. They're a mighty force to be reckoned with when they're playing UConn. Uh, So we will see uh, what happens there. So we'll start off the first tailgate edition of the Center and the Saint this season uh, next by giving you our thoughts on what to see later six hours from now. Six hours right now. At 11 We're getting you ready right now. Get ready. 19. Getting you ready for some football. You weren't going to be prepared unless you listen to this. That's we right. get you ready for Ducks Bulldogs. We do it next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fame. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. This is Aretha Franklin. This is a uh, fantastic song, but we're still, what, an hour from the sun coming out today? It's getting there. It's going to be a nice day. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a, a pick me up. Oh, yeah, are you on uh, traffic and weather this morning? I'm glad you mentioned that because I. The only reason we're doing this show right I now. I completely forgot. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm here for. Uh, over over under uh, six people listening to this show right now uh, in the Portland metro area. Oh, that's a good number. 503 250 1080. Let us know if you're up and with us. Ooh, getting six. ready. Getting ready for your, your trip down to Eugene because we'll be doing some traffic and weather today. Damn, I'll tell you what. I, I'd, th- I'd put the uh, over, but it's not by much. <laughs> You're maybe Only because there's a family of five yeah. that's in the car listening to And there's today. maybe one dude who, again, yeah. they left it on last night yeah. and then like they have to go do something awful at 5 a.m. and are like, oh, oh. 503-250-1080. Let us know if you're out there. We need your support. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, apparel choices. Tim Tebow on ESPN this morning. Going with the pink jacket, mm. which not a bad looking jacket. Uh, when he when he asked his mom if he could borrow it, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, that's one of my best ones. It's very, very nice. But what he's doing that has me questioning is he's doing the uh, crisp white uh, button-up shirt all the way to the top button no tie no tie button to the top I, I i cannot support that look yeah like well it's very much a you need to be a very thin person to pull it off yeah either that or you need to be very alt like sam smith you know, okay, that, yeah, but he's thin and alt. Yes. Okay. And so it works very well, and he does that. Yeah. Now, Elton John does it, but Elton John's not very thin. Yeah, but Elton John does like the alt. half collars, though, too, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah, he do sometimes. like the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'll, he'll do this style. And it's almost like he's kind of an exception where it's like, well, it's Elton John. Yeah. Like Elton John could conceivably wear anything, and sure. people will be like, eh. Well, I mean, just go watch uh, what was the movie? Uh, Backdraft. Yes, in Backdraft, the Backdraft movie about Elton John. Uh, his his biopic that they recently made. You you look at the fashion choices throughout the uh, storied career of Elton John. And, uh, yeah, he literally did wear anything. He just made it up as he went. Anyways, Tim Tebow, not sure about his choices this morning. But the good news is uh, we will have a lot more to talk about by the end of the day uh, than what Tim Tebow is wearing. Because there is an S ton of college football on today. That's the one thing that I always forget is when it's college football Saturday, 
there's just so many games on today. I mean, just running through the list, we've already had Ohio State play. We've already had your big upset where your top 10 team falls in North Carolina losing to Virginia Tech last night. But you look at it, there's five top 25 matchups today. You run through the list uh, already of the of the Pac-12 all in action today. But you just go through at 9 o'clock, there are 35 football games kicking off today. That's it's, insane. It's just madness how much football there is but we have to start by talking about the biggest game here locally which of course the ducks kicking off their 2021 season is a very big deal this is going to be the anthony brown show what For now a- oh my gosh did i just set the topic for a segment you did I haven't done that in a while. What are you? <laughs> what is that? Is that? I think that answers the question that I think you know I was going to. What are you? What are you looking at? What's oh, the, the? It's it's the quarterback position. I mean, yeah. In this game, you would say the quarterback position. Um, you know, I guess if you want to focus in on that, if you're telling me overall, what am I looking for in this game? I, I'm looking for the physicality of Oregon. I'm looking for this team to exert exactly what theme. Mario Cristobal has intended for this team, which is winning on the lines, winning on the lines. Yes, we are big. We are physical. We are tough. We will push you around. We will wear you down. He is trying to emulate what the SEC does. The best teams in the SEC do and bring it to the Pac-12 because he was smart enough to view the tea leaves and say to himself, all these teams are running spread attacks, spread option, uh, you know, flex bone, whatever the hell you want to call it. I do want to call it flex bone. Do it. I want to call it flex bone. And Stanford is a team that on a small scale does something that the SEC does, except it's just ground and pound all the time. Yep. Cristobal said, if I can bring this type of game plan to a team with the top level talent, where you have these high level recruits now that are coming into their own, I can win big. I expect Oregon today to win big against Fresno state. They need to, um, if you're winning by a a cool 31 to 20, that's when alarm bells should start going off. And the reason I say alarm bells is exactly because of the quarterback, Anthony yeah. Brown. Anthony Brown has the experience necessary to lead this team to do great things this season. I know there are some position groups where you have a little bit of lack of experience, but on the defensive end, you are you are stacked, dude. Like you are ready. And so Anthony Brown just needs to not screw it up. Now, the moment he does if he does screw it up, he's going to have some guys waiting in the wings that at least from fall camp reports have been pretty good. Yeah. The the thing that I agree with everything that you said there. Yes. You want to see that physicality. I think you want to see him kind of blow the doors off a Fresno state team that kicked off their season with a 45, nothing victory over what might be the worst college football program in the land. But for me, the thing that I really want to see is, what can Anthony Brown do in the Joe Moorhead offense that we didn't really get to see last year, right? Joe Moorhead comes in as the offensive coordinator. He's one of the great offensive minds in college football. Hell of an interview. All, also has the SEC experience. Yep. And, and you talk about Cristobal coming over from the SEC. 
they're not ground and pound anymore. I mean, remember last year, Alabama had two Heisman Trophy candidates at quarterback and wide receiver. The wide receiver wins the damn thing. Mm-hmm. They have electric offense in Tuscaloosa, and you're looking at Bryce Young getting ready to make his debut today against Miami, mm-hmm. and you have you expect them to go out there and put up big points. They had to do that to keep up with with what's going on in Clemson and some of these other programs. Your quarterback at Georgia today, Georgia playing against Clemson, is JT Daniels, a a uh, USC transfer. Yeah. So you've got these guys that that expect to put up big points. So I don't I don't just want to see the the linebackers for Oregon who are going to be awesome. Noah Sewell is an absolute monster. You'll have Justin Flo next to him. So the defense side of the ball should be great. But I want to see what this offense can do when it really gets humming. You're playing against lesser competition, so you should be able to just play pitch and catch out there. You've got two running backs that have been on the Oregon roster for, what, 30 years between oh, yeah. Travis Dye and C.J. Verdell. Dude, they are those they are those dudes where you, you just assume they've been there for a decade. Like Kellen Moore is the perfect example at Boise State. You just assumed he was there for a decade. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is that Oregon with these top 10 recruiting classes, they also have depth everywhere because mm-hmm. you've got their wide receivers that have been there forever. Johnny Johnson and Jalen Red, uh, Spencer Webb has been there. It uh, feels like a long time uh, competing for, I don't even know who the starting tight end is because they have so many. Um, so it's kind of Patrick Herbert was competing. Now he's hurt. Yep. Now he's hurt, but you have DJ Johnson and everybody that's, that's all these names that, you know, the thing is Oregon has been putting just in the pipeline more and more guys. And, and I think you saw this, you know, if you, everybody, most Oregon fans, I imagine watched Ohio state very closely on uh, Thursday night. Hmm. And one of the things that happens in these top-tier programs is you don't have to play a better football game to be in a position to win at any moment. The second that Minnesota tripped up at all, Minnesota's playing a really good football game. They have some players out there. Their they're running back was great. Quarterback's playing well. Man, you hesitate for a second against a team that is as loaded as Ohio State. You make that mistake where the quarterback holds onto the ball for one extra second. The pass rush blows up the left tackle, Mm. goes right through the running back, and you hold on the ball for half a second. All of a sudden, the ball is stripped. If that happens against Purdue, if that happens against Iowa State, if that happens against Fresno State, it's like, oh, strip sack, bummer. You do that against Ohio State, there is a five-star interior lineman that is going to catch the ball in stride and outrun everybody to the end zone. Is Oregon at that level where if Fresno State makes the slightest mistake, it's a touchdown the other way? Is is Oregon at that point where anytime you think that oh, they're kind of sputtering a little bit, you blink, they're in the end zone, you get up and go to the bathroom, you come back and they're up by two scores now? Is, is Oregon in that caliber where it's just going, hey, Fresno State... You're great. You're, you've got stars all over the place. You've got uh, Jake Hayner. You've got you've got uh, Ronnie Rivers. You've got these these all time players. Ronnie Rivers is the all time leading scorer in Fresno State history. Okay, is he going to have the legs to keep up with the beating that you're going to get from this Oregon defense? Mm. And midway through the third quarter, is it just going to be like, all right, we're going to put on the gas and we're going to leave you guys in the dust? Because that's what Ohio State did on Thursday night against Minnesota. That's what I expect to see from Oregon today. Fair enough. Fair enough. Also, right. want to see Mario Cristobal's coaching. 
Yeah. Has he gotten better at it? Does he need to do it with the staff that he's put together? That's why I look at Joe Moorhead. I hope so. Yeah. And I know it sounds kind of stupid, that statement, like, has he got better at coaching? But, I mean, if you've been following him in his tenure here, incredible recruiter, in-game manager, CEO, something to be left. CEO. Well, you just keep bringing in, you know, you, you recruit not just players. The coaching staff is built by Mario Cristobal. So does he just get out of the way and let them do their jobs? Speaking of coaching staff, you're going to hear from Tim DeRuder. Nice. Ducks game day. Oh, excellent. It was a previously recorded interview. I'm not, I don't want to lead you to think that like I'm getting Tim DeRuder on the team bus. Uh, No, you are. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm doing. No, we, there was a pre-recorded interview. We will play on Ducks game day where you will hear defensive coordinator, Tim DeRuder. I'm not speaking to Tim when he's on the bus. You got, you got Tim on the bus and I can hear like Mario in the background be like, all right, gentlemen. All right. Let's go. (laughs) All right, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Single file onto the bus. Everybody find their assigned Uh, seats. Uh, We'll get the lunch in your seat waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, Everybody will notice that there is an assortment of Lunchables there for you. Um, Lunchables, uh, just charcuterie for kids. Um, Let's go through the Pac-12. There are a lot of football games in there. Your Oregon State Beavers have a big one against Purdue, UCLA, LSU. Uh, We will walk through that list uh, after this Sports Center update with traffic and weather. It'll be there. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. That is true. It is the Sinner and the Saint. We're here early for you. Uh, there are some people out there listening to the show. Uh, I counted four, though. So that is under our six. 503-250-1080. Let us know if you're with us. What are you doing this morning? What are you? Do- we'll read them all in our... That's right, coming up next, it's your chance to win a new skidoo. Oh, skidoo! Get out there and ride the Willamette. Introduce skidoo! Brought to you by Jed Hooey's Skidoo and more down in Oregon City. Heading to the Ducks game, don't want to drive on I 5? You can have a new skidoo! Take a skidoo all the way down to Eugene? I think you, well. There's some dams in the way? You could. Go up the fish ladder? I don't want to look that up. Could you river raft to the game? 
Well, I mean, you'd be going upstream, so I don't know that you'd want to be rafting. You need something a little uh, powered. You don't want to row. Oh, for real? That's upstream? What? Yeah, yes. I don't know. You really don't know how which way the water flows? No. Oh. Okay. Not at all. Out my faucet? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a friggin' scientist. Okay, scientists. Uh, Willamette uh, goes into the Columbia. Columbia goes into the ocean. That's uh, downhill, my friend. Oh. That's how water works. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, well, there you go. You I'm learn. looking at it here. I'm following this blue line on Google Maps. You yeah. can get there. Okay. Has anybody uh, anybody tried that? The Ski-Doo, the Ducks game. You do the, uh, you do the what do they call it, uh, sail gating up at uh, University of Washington. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you what. That is one of the more impressive scenes in college football. Oh, no and I remember when we've played it. I played at Washington twice, and um, both day games, thank goodness, because you did get to see it. Mm-hmm. It is rather impressive how many friggin' boats get out there during, oh, yeah. during, the, uh, during the tailgate there. Yeah, let's start uh, skidooing down to Otten, though. Just get out like a whole, whole row of... Uh, Jet skis. Whoa. Shut up, computer. Yeah. Uh, I'd be into that. Yeah. All right. Well, you and I are going to start it. You ever ridden jet ski? Are you a jet ski guy? I have once. Yeah. In Mexico. Never been on a jet ski. It's a lot of fun. And maybe I was when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. So here, here's what you need to know, Mr. Darkins. Do you know that there's already, uh, there's already three games in the books for the Pac-12. They've already played some football games this week. Yeah, I am aware of that. All right, so Utah got the win over Weber State. Uh, Started a little slow. That's fine. Okay. Uh, Arizona State beats Southern Utah. Southern Utah already 0-2, so uh, do not put them in your college football playoff pick them. I will uh, just tell you with Utah, like you can't read anything <laughs> off of previous games before your team plays them. Yeah, that's fair. Like Oregon State, it wasn't last year, but the year before, almost friggin' beat them. And then I think they went to the Pac-12 title game. Yeah. Utah just Utah is a lot like Stanford in a way where they just play the ebbs and flows of the game, and then they figure out when they need to take advantage of something, and they're like, okay, right now. They they just sit back and they yeah. go, all right, let's. They're like a cat, just kind of yeah. pawing at a mouse or whatever. And they're run like, the I'm going to kill you eventually. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Oh, hey, he's open. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Colorado got the win over uh, Northern Colorado uh, mm-hmm. last night. So mm-hmm. those are the games already in the books. Uh, now, but you're forgetting the UCLA Hawaii game. That was last week, though. That was not a that was that was week, week zero. Yes, uh, and they and they blew them out because UCLA is playing today. So I don't want to trick people into thinking okay. UCLA is already done for this. Week. Okay, all right. But yeah, it was a zero week game, and uh, and they looked they looked like they were ready to go. Man, UCLA is a sleeper pick for some folks. Now, uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement there. Now, I do understand that it was against Hawaii, and Hawaii is, um, you know, supposed to be, I guess, in like a transitional year where they're sure. getting a lot of new guys and everything. Like well, a new, team new is, coaching regime yeah. and stuff out of there. And yeah. a team is a team, and they looked like they were the old Chip Kelly, or well, the old type of Chip Kelly. They were running Chip Kelly's old type of offense, which was more pace. You know, yep. when he got to the NFL and came back, he tried to adopt some of those styles back with these athletes that were in college. And it was like, look, you don't really have to rely on schemes so much. Once you get in college, of course it plays a massive part in what you do. But if you are more athletic than the other guys, you generally win. If you can find that leverage, that's what made Chip Kelly so great at Oregon was he found a couple of incredible athletes figured out a scheme to create leverage for them and just ran rough shot everybody. Yeah. Well, I think it caught a, a lot of people off guard. It was, ve- too. It, it was very much the opposite of what you just said about Utah, where mm-hmm. it was like, 
it was like, we're going to kind of figure out where our opportunity is. No, this is what we're doing. We're doing it fast, and we're doing it before you know what happens. Uh, we're going to be up by three touchdowns. That, it was a very, very entertaining strategy. Speaking of Stanford, who you made the comparison to, Stanford kicks things off this morning in Arlington, Texas, against Kansas State. Mm. Uh, your your Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, Stanford's in a in an odd position because I don't know much about them this year. Where normally you kind of have like the the cast of characters, uh, but it's a David Shaw team. You know they're going to be good. The question is how good are they going to be? Are they going to be one of those teams that competes for the North? I don't know if Kansas State is the litmus test you need to to figure anything out though either. Well, I don't think so either. And at least in the North race, uh, at least I view it as just a two team race. Now, the one team I will say that Oregon State and and Washington, uh, of course, yes, um, Oregon Washington. But I will say I really need to see Cal. Ooh, I need to see okay. Cal because this defense that they have has been talked about for like ever since Wilcox got there. And it seems like COVID kind of brought this, or the COVID season last year kind of brought this halt to what we thought this team was going to be. And so it's like, I need to see Calb first before I can declare this like a two team divisional race. Well, here's your games today. I'll just run through them very quickly. Stanford, Kansas state at nine, of course, at 11, we've got Fresno state, Oregon right here. On Portland Sports Twitter, 1080 The Fan. 2 o'clock, you've got San Jose State, USC. 4 o'clock, Oregon State at Purdue. There's an opportunity for uh, your beeves to go out and do something. You excited for that game? I'm not going to lie. If they beat Purdue, I'm going to get way overly excited. <laughs> Good. Because in the grand scheme of things, like compared to a lot of other Pac-12 teams, like this wouldn't be... Beating Purdue would be like, yeah, good win. Yep. This would be like a program defining win for Jonathan Smith. Oh yeah. If you came out in your season opener and you went to a big 10 stadium with a new quarterback who just joined your team, uh, what? Three months ago, a week ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be a major indication that you are now on the upturn again. I, this is all in scale, Yep. but it would be an upturn. It would indicate that, Oregon State is back on the track of being a consistently good team. Yeah. Now, if they barely beat them, then I'll just celebrate. Hey, if they, a win is a win. A win is a win. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, the uh, Montana Grizzlies uh, go to Washington today. Uh, it's a 5 p.m. kick. The other big one, uh, LSU at, at, and UCLA playing in the Rose Bowl. Uh, that's number 16, uh, LSU and UCLA coming off a big win, like you said, against Hawaii, looking like a Chip Kelly team. That's a 5.30 uh, kick. And well, then, you hope they fill that thing for them. Right, yeah. It just the Rose Bowl not full is weird. So awful. I yeah. and I was saying this the other day on uh, AJ and Dusty that like that I remember playing UCLA in the Rose Bowl and there weren't a lot of people there, <laughs> and it's because nobody wants to watch UCLA. Yeah, there's really, so much else, so much else going on. Yeah, and you know if you're a Los Angeles football fan, you either root for USC or now I guess you root for the Rams, but well, everybody's excited about Justin Herbert. Yeah, now. Sure, right. They went, they, they went from nobody cares about Phillip rivers playing in a soccer stadium to all the hype train going mm. for the chargers too, though. Who would have thought Ah, Well, Justin Herbert would have thought uh, your late games. You've got Nevada at Cal. Uh, that should be a, a sneaky good game there. Like you said, getting a look at that Cal defense, BYU at Arizona, BYU, BYU uh, is is uh, 
favored by 12 in that game. Uh, and then, um, and then Utah State at Washington State is your uh, your final game. So, uh, good slate of football for the Pac-12, but across college football, there are five, five top 25 matchups today. Damn. Woo! We'll get to those in hour two. Right now, we got to get to some good versus evil. So, we'll do that next. It is the Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan and Odyssey. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Mike, we've had this conversation four years in a row. Mm-hmm. It ain't like everybody's like, well, Ben Simmons not going to shoot the ball. I'm like, yo, man, I've been in Philadelphia every summer for the last four. We've been having the same conversation for four years. Now, all of a sudden, it came to a head and y'all, they look like idiots. Like, this dude ain't going to shoot. That was Charles Barkley. Ben Simmons is still a Philadelphia 76er, but he might be less likely a Golden State Warrior. The money pool at NBC Sports reports that many Golden State Warrior executives are concerned that pairing him with Draymond Green could leave the team's offense with too many non-shooters. There's also a story out of the Philadelphia Inquirer that cited a source close to the Trailblazers front office casting doubt on Simmons viability with Portland's current roster. Which team is Ben Simmons more likely to play for this season or next season? The Blazers or the Warriors? Ooh, interesting. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Somebody on the social meds mm-hmm. went out there and did the Photoshop yeah. of Ben Simmons in a Blazers jersey standing next to Damian Lillard. Wait, what? Yeah, somebody photoshopped it. Now, that in itself, not really a story. People know how to use Photoshop, and oh. people are excited about Ben Simmons okay. possibly coming to Portland. Okay. What is the story, though? Is guess who liked that tweet? Uh, Damian Lillard. <gasps> Dame Dalla went on there and said, ooh, I like that pick that somebody did. So I, I'm i telling you, the, the idea that the Warriors don't have enough shooters because you have two defensive players on the court do we have Steph Curry and possibly Clay Thompson if he doesn't get hurt again for a season? I think he got enough shooters there. Arguably, statistically, the two greatest shooters of all time. <laughs> yes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I think the the uh, the Golden State Warriors are far more creative uh, with the way that they make personnel moves. So I think it's probably more likely uh, that he ends up playing for the Golden State Warriors and if it's to be believed, he wants to be in California, not just the West Coast. I love how the, the, the story changes every time it's convenient uh, for whoever's writing the article. But it, he's made it very clear he wants to be uh, a California uh, uh, place. And he's not old enough to play for the Lakers. So. California girls. Yes. Short Was that a difficult decision to make, Bill? Well, uh, I mean, I don't rank them. You know, we we make decisions and and then we execute them and go on and you know, take it from there. So here's Bill Belichick trying to sound empathetic about ruining someone's career. The hoodie said this week that a former Patriot quarterback Cam Newton's vaccination status had no bearing on him being cut 
Urban Meyer, on the other hand, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and man whose head seems to be shrinking, said the vaccination status of his players does have bearing on his decisions in Jacksonville. Now, the team rescinded that comment a day later, but as a result, the NFLPA says that they're going to start an investigation into those comments because, as you might know or not know, teams are prohibited from cutting players solely on their vaccination status. Was the vaccine, do you think, the only reason Cam Newton got cut? No! It's it's shoulder. You have to be able to throw a football. It's it's two things. It's it's the uh, the trust that you have in a guy to be available for you. Uh, his his little blunder uh, for you know what he did the, the out of state uh, test that had him ineligible for practice gave an opportunity to Max Jones Mac Jones to go out there and prove that he has uh, understanding of where this offense he has poise under pressure. Mac Jones was waiting in the wings at Alabama. And everybody was surprised by how good he was when he finally got his chance, right? A guy that goes in, plays one season as a starter, didn't transfer, waited patiently for his opportunity. You don't get to Alabama if you don't have the talent to play quarterback at that level. And then he goes in there and all he did was have one of the most incredible college football seasons anybody's ever seen. Got overshadowed by how good Devontae Smith was. Uh, but yeah, he, he gets into a Bill Belichick system. He goes, hey, we need a guy that can throw the football. We need a guy that has a good head on his shoulders, understands the concepts we've got going on. Or we've got this really old guy that used to be a bulldozer and throw the football sometimes. Who do we want to play at quarterback? Well, you give him an opportunity to, to run the offense for a few days. You go, oh yeah, this guy's better. This guy's more likely to stay healthy. And this guy looks a lot more like Tom Brady than than the uh, the other guy that we have that looks like, oh, a former MVP whose body's deteriorating. Yeah, I don't think it's just a vaccine status. The one thing I'm really disappointed in is we didn't respond very well coming out of, of halftime, letting him go on a 75-play drive. We needed to make a stand right there. Um, late in the game, I thought the guys fought, but uh, very disappointing, man. Disappointing. That's Scott Frost, y'all. Illinois, a perpetual doormat, beat Nebraska 30-22 to last week as the Cornhuskers made terrible mistakes. Brett Biela who looks about ready to burst at all times, was the head coach who delivered the punch to Frost, who is now 12-21 and 21 during his tenure with the Cornhuskers. What does Frost have to do this season to not get fired? Ooh, well, he has to go back in time and uh, and lose the national championship in 1998 to lose his job. So I think it gives him a li- he, he gets a little bit of room because he's the golden Still? boy. Still, I think so. Uh, I th- but he, well, he still needs to do something. But I, I I just want to make sure that caveat is in there that that yes, people still love Scott Frost. But he needs to, he needs to win probably eight games I think to keep his job maybe nine more. Good. Do you think so? Yeah, nine. Nine. He has to win nine. Okay. If he doesn't win nine games, it'll be viewed as like incredible hot seat for next season. Like if he gets a bowl game. Oh yeah, it'll be it'll they'll be, be okay with it. But they'll yeah. go if you don't win the first three games next year. Oh yeah, yeah. you're done. Yeah, I think I think he has one more season in him because of what because of who he is mm. in Nebraska. But he needs to win at least eight games this year to get onto the hot seat for next year. But yeah, if he if he finishes, you know, uh, seven and five, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's curtains for old Scotty Frost. See you, Scott. Yeah. Uh, all right, here's my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the world of uh, memorabilia, which we enjoy to gawk at. A sports memorabilia website 
announced a pair of Michael Jordan's, get this, underwear bearing signs of (laughs) definitive use. Definitive use. Is being auctioned with a starting bid of $500. Uh, 500 bones. Are you going to pay? No. For underwear that Michael Jordan most definitely farted in during a game. <laughs> or the game used underwear. I didn't hear the game used part. The uh, website says that the underwear formerly belonged to Chicago Bulls legend is being sold by a family member of John Michael uh, Wozniak, Jordan's former security guard. Gross! Yeah. Ew, that means the security guard nabbed his underwear in the locker room. Does it say game worn? It says used. Michael Jordan's underwear. Yeah. Let's see. It just says used underwear. If you're Michael Jordan, how many times do you wear a pair of underwear? Oh, probably once every six hours. (laughs) No, I I mean, you get Hanes, right? That's what I'm saying. He works for Hanes. Like, do you ever (laughs) wear a pair of underwear twice? Yeah, you're probably replacing them every six hours. Why not? <laughs> yeah, just have like a dispenser. You got like one of your security guards just carries around with like underwear gun. He's like, need a new pair. Boom. And just like there's a fresh pair of Hanes. Um, underwear, it, I, I think people, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about underwear. Oh, well, <laughs> either tell. that Do tell. or there's, there's weird <laughs> thoughts about underwear that people have. But I don't think people stop enough during the day and think about the fact of like, what am I doing in my own underwear? Right? Wait, like no, like men sexualize women's underwear oh, and yeah. then like commercials show men with like 18 packs and like these yeah. tight underwears. It's like there's nothing sexy about that. That guy's been farting in that pair of underwear all day. That chick has been farting her lunch out since <laughs> noon. Like there's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing I want about Michael Jordan's underwear. Yeah, they are they are there to prevent any of uh, yes. any of you getting on any uh, getting on your pants. That's right. They're a protective layer. That's right. From your disgusting body. It is a catch-all. Yeah. That's what underwear is. It's not a memorabilia item. I'm not paying five hundred dollars for Michael Jordan's fart cloth. Okay, if if. There were a pair of underwear out there. There's a, there's a, there's an auction going on. You okay. get anybody's underwear in the world. Anyone's? Anyone's underwear in the world. Whose underwear are you paying $500 for? I, it wouldn't be like a woman's. I. It would be like somebody I'm very intrigued by. Like Gorbachev? Yeah, like, like uh, what was going on in there? <laughs> George, or like George or like W. A president, yeah. yeah, like a really old president. Oh yeah, like FDRs. Yeah, or like Lyndon B. Johnson. They were like, <laughs> "This is Lyndon B. Johnson's underwear." I was like, Grover "Wow." Over Cleveland's underwear. I can't believe he wore these while he was signing the Civil Rights Act. Yeah, like and you, farting at the same time. Well, the other thing too is if you get like if you could get like your hands on a pair of George Washington's underwear. Okay, now I'm a little interested. Yeah. Well, here's my question: Is what the hell did underwear look like back then? It's like pantaloons. It's like the full like long johns though. Like the the he's probably wearing like the head to toe wool. Or did he wear underwear? I'm See? looking it up. When was underwear invented? Oh, now you're talking. Yeah, if you can get like the first pair of underwear, who, who's the first guy to be like, man, I really need to do something here because my pants are getting ruined. <laughs> 
Uh, the first known underwear dates France, back. Well, uh, you're off. Oh, okay. Dates back almost 7,000 years. Why did you guess France? Uh, I was thinking lingerie. Oh. Yeah. Uh, good. That's smart. Okay. Uh, when prehistoric <laughs> I men. I like, what the hell do you think of that? When prehistoric men used lever, leather. Oh, now you're talking. To cover and protect their loins while running prehistoric errands. Yeah, that's not underwear. That's a loincloth. Yeah. But that's all they were wearing 7,000 years ago. That's true. They're, uh, they were pants. Yeah, yeah that was that like. Was pretty much pants. That was like, ah, if I hook if I hook my junk on a twig one more time, I'm going <laughs> to scream. The guy's like, oh, do what I do. <laughs> Take some of the leather wrapped around your giblet. Have you seen this lately? Guys have been uh, wearing these cloths there. Yeah, I no longer get cuts down I'll there. I'll tell you, man. Another ruptured scrot. <laughs> <laughs> To really do something to protect this, we have all these hides from the animals we kill. Yeah. Uh, cut those up. We're not using them for anything. Yeah, we can't eat them. I've tried. It's yeah. not very good. Let's try to do something. All right, uh, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by uh, 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. I stopped in and had their food the other day. Yeah, still delicious. Oh, good. You should do the same thing. Uh, they can uh, they can set it up very easy for you. you just go to their website. Pick out what you want. You punch it in the computer, and then you just go and pick it up or have it delivered. It's mm. very, very easy. Two locations, Burnside, Wood, it's Woodstock, uh, and uh, it's it's delicious. You should eat it. A-T-E-O-H-A-T-E.com is a website. Uh, more on the history of underwear in hour two. Oh, and uh, college football. Who to watch? Who to watch for? Who are the new guys to watch for for your Oregon Ducks? Who are the guys to watch for for Fresno State? I think we start there, and then we get into those top 25 matchups across college football. It's going to be fantastic. We do it next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 